See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Everything Everywhere All at Once on Showtime. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw It. My name is TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. And as a first-time guest, because we have no Liam this week, and I refuse to go five tracks because fuck editing that, we've got... Hi, my name is Porik. My pronouns are he and him. Nice to see you guys. All right. Hey, welcome to the show, Porik. It's nice to have you. Uh, And hey, as you heard in the preamble on this episode, we are talking um, our second Oscar bait episode, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yet another movie that's nominated. Uh, fuck, I forgot to put up like what everything is nominated for because it's nominated for a lot. Yeah, it's nominated for 11. It's got what? It's got picture, director, actress, supporting actor, two supporting actresses, um, original screenplay. Original screenplay. Uh, it should be editing. Uh, yeah, it should be editing. Um, let's see. So that leaves is what? three more that we have to figure out <laughs> uh, or just somebody else other than me can look it up because i've already got the uh wiki synopsis pulled up as yeah, yeah, we yeah. do as yeah, is yeah. tradition i mean i assume dan's closest to it at this yeah, point. yeah yeah no, no no i got i got it up um let's see it's uh one of the other ones that it has oh it has it did get original song wow okay um huh. So that's nine. Um, and it's a Randy Newman song, correct? Uh, no, no, it is okay. not a Randy Newman song. It's not the it got yeah, it got song, it got score. Um, and the other one it got was costume design. Yep. Yeah, that would. Oh, make sense. that makes sense. Yep. That makes yep. a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, the the score is excellent as well, but uh, I'm just wondering what the song is. Like, uh, I think it's what plays during the end credits, which is weird because usually they, okay. they try to avoid that. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. still need to see. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think the Black Panther song should probably win. Um, but is I that still the one need to that's see also RRR. during the credits. Oh, no, uh, well, it kind of plays into the it leads into the credits, but it does have a significant portion of the like. Yeah, don't don't they like flashback to all the like Chadwick Boseman like stuff with the song oh, yeah. over it? So yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. RRR, uh, also one of my favorite movies of last year. But that song, like, if it it just it's one of the best dance numbers, one of the best musical sequences, one of the best written songs. If that doesn't win, then fuck. Yeah, it. no, that's that's the one that I think has a chance of of winning because honestly, RRR probably should have been nominated for more things. Yeah, um, I think so, but. but... Uh, at least, Never at least visual, at least visual effect stuff. You know, I wouldn't expect it to get any uh, writing awards or anything, but uh, it's like. Uh, I mean, as, the way that people spectacle. talk about it, I yeah, I, I, the way that people talk about it, I, I was surprised it didn't pick up um, editing and sound and like some of the other like art department awards. Um, I didn't think it would get anything beyond that, but we yeah, should probably talk about like everything everywhere. Technical stuff, yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean. Usually I say, before we get into the movie, let's get into the movie. But this time, before we get into other movies, <laughs> let's get into this movie. Yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. 
All right, I'm just gonna try and like burn through this. Uh, I know that we have a hard time keeping on track with it, so if people want to pop in with things, pop in with things. But yeah, yeah the wiki the wiki drops a lot of the subplots for understandable reasons. But but Evelyn Quan Wang is a middle aged Chinese American immigrant who runs a laundromat with her husband Waymond. Two decades prior, they eloped to the United States and had a daughter, Joy. The laundromat is being audited by the IRS. Uh, Waymond is trying to serve Evelyn divorce papers, and Evelyn's demanding father, Gong Gong, is visiting for her Lunar New Year party. Joy wants her mother to accept her non-Chinese girlfriend, Becky, but Evelyn presents her to Gong Gong as Joy's good friend. I mean, there is... There's it's so much that goes on in that <laughs> fucking paragraph alone that's not oh, yeah. related, but I mean it's accurate. It is actually accurate, but it it's is accurate. Like although I'm pretty sure Gong Gong isn't his name, it's just grandpa. Yeah, it's just grandpa in she in Cantonese, yeah. But do they oh, say yeah, his name? Because like I don't think his Cantonese name is actually father. said because I think he's referred to actually. later on as Alpha Gong Gong. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh james hong is just so fucking great in this role it's really nice to see him for a change kind of get something a bit meatier i mean i was like always a side character I yeah mean, i mean I've he's like a fan of his ever since like um big trouble big, in little big china trouble. yeah yeah oh yeah like he's low pan like he's always been low pan to me and i mean he's I, one I love, of the hardest like, working actors like ever he's in like everything and then also mm-hmm. Oh, I just, you know, I thought it was actually somewhat of a slight that he's like what the only like main character in this not to get a acting nomination. Yeah, I wanted to say something because he's kind of being left out in the shuffle of plaudits for everyone else, which is great. Yeah. And they all, they're all well deserved, but it's like, but he's oh, really good in this. Don't forget yeah. James Hong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, Kiyu Kwan probably could have gotten a best lead actor for this with uh, James Hong. Well, I mean, it's so weird. It, it's just how they treat a support the supporting character, the supporting category, and yeah. all the like politics that go into it. I mean, like, yeah, he's close. Like, basically, if you flip the genders on this, then they make an argument that he's a that that it's a female lead because, like, you know, like Michelle Williams is up for best best actress, and she is not the lead in that movie by a lot. So you know, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of a, that's kind of a but tough one. I don't know. She's She's. I would say she's she's second lead. She is second lead. lead. She, yeah. uh, but that's she's arguably second, but she's definitely not the main character. Like, yeah. it's it's very much, you know, and that happens frequently with the best actress category. Um, it happens less frequently with the best actor category. So. Mm. All right, keep it on, keep it on. At a tense meeting with IRS inspector Deidre. Bo Beardro. <laughs> Deidre Bo Beardro is kind of yeah, how I'm reading Bo it. Deidre yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. That is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> With IRS inspector Deidre Bo Beardro, Wayman's body is taken over by Alpha Wayman, a version of Wayman from the Alphaverse. Alpha Wayman explains to Evelyn that many parallel universes exist because every life choice creates a new alter- alternative universe. 
the Alphaverse, led by the late Alpha Evelyn, developed verse jumping technology, which enables people to access the skills, memories, and bodies of their parallel universe selves by performing bizarre actions that are statistically unlikely. The multiverse is now threatened by Jobu Tupaki, the Alphaverse version of Joy, whose mind was splintered after 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 Alpha Evelyn. It's more difficult to say than it should be. After <laughs> Alpha mm, Evelyn pushed, yeah, <laughs> pushed her to extensively verse jump. Jobu now experiences all universes at once and can verse jump and manipulate matter at will. She has created a black hole like quote unquote everything bagel topped with everything which appears as a toroid singularity i mean that's basically what's what that now it's, it's a black hole yeah, um, it, yeah it's essentially a black hole with a white hole in the center okay uh that could destroy the entire multiverse uh evelyn is given verse jumping technology to fight jobo's minions who converge on the irs building I do. I had forgotten how much of this movie took place in the IRS building. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. an interesting place to set a film. <laughs> yeah, we were just watching a bit of the behind the scenes there, and they were showing the setup of it and how they 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 thought initially that it was just too large a space to work with, but um, they checked a bunch of other places and ended up with it, and then kind of used some visual trickery to make things look like more populated than they were um interesting stuff like that you know like it's and it is just a it's not a set it's just a giant building you know most of it anyway except when they go go into sides after multiple technical difficulties we're back to it evelyn is given verse jumping technology to fight jobu's minions who converge in the irs building she discovers other universes in which she made different choices and flourish, such as becoming a Kung Fu master and film star. She also learns of women's plans for divorce. Alpha Women believes that Evelyn, as the greatest quote-unquote failure of all Evelyns in the multiverse, has the untapped potential to defeat Jobu. Gong Gong is taken over by Alpha Gong Gong, who instructs Evelyn to kill Joy to stop Jobu from using her wait did we already do this one yeah i think so uh well i suck Um, that's not news blah blah blah. evelyn's mind splinters and she collapses evelyn's consciousness uncontrollably verse jumps alongside jobu's uh, across bizarre and diverse universes Jobu reveals she doesn't want to fight, but that instead she has been searching for an Evelyn who can see, as she does, that nothing matters while killing the Evelyns that don't. She brings Evelyn to the Everything Bagel. Everything that she wants to use, that she wants to use it to allow... Explaining... uh, Jesus Christ... Why am I doing this? Explaining that she wants to use it to allow herself and Evelyn to truly die. Upon looking into the bagel, Evelyn is persuaded and acts nihilistically in her other universes, hurting those around her. Cool. Only two more paragraphs left. This is the long one. 
As Evelyn is about to enter the bagel with Jobu, she pauses to listen to Wayman's pleas in her universe for everybody to stop fighting and to instead be kind, even when life doesn't make sense. Evelyn has an existentialist epiphany and decides to follow Wayman's absurdist and humanist ideas. Yep, we lost TJ. (sighs) Fuck it. Even if I can't hear you, I'm going to fucking finish out through this and then we'll be back. Um, Humanist advice. Uh, Using her multiverse powers to find what hurts those around her and bring them brings them happiness. In doing so, she repairs her damage in other universes and neutralizes Alpha Gong Gong and Jobu's fighters. In her home universe, Evelyn reconciles with Wayman, tells Gong Gong of Joy's of joy and becky's relationship and talks with deirdre uh after wayman convinces her to let them do their taxes jobu decides to enter the bagel alone while simultaneously while simultaneously as joy in evelyn's universe begging evelyn to let her go evelyn tells joy that even when nothing makes sense and even though she could be anywhere else in the multiverse she would always want to be with Joy. Evelyn and the others save Jobu from the bagel, and Evelyn and Joy embrace. Sometime later, with the family's relationships improved, they return to the IRS building to refile their taxes. After Deidre, as Deidre talks, Evelyn's attention is momentarily drawn to her alternative selves and the multiverse before she grounds herself back in her home universe end cool we're finally through the synopsis and hopefully through all of our technical difficulties i fucking hope so (laughs) but yeah it was a movie it was a really good movie yeah a lot of it um i feel like we should talk about the daniels and like the cast a little bit um Although I've only seen one other feature that the Daniels have directed, and that's, well, I know you've seen it as well, Emily. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh, yeah. Which, a whole lot of fun. Love. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I still haven't gotten a... a chance to see it. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. on, it's on the list of Blu-rays I'm getting, so. Yeah, Swiss... well, I mean, that's their only other feature. I mean, everything else they've done has been short. Oh, that or... is their only other feature, huh? Well, I They're mean, very it's the young. only feature together. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Uh, like, it's kind of crazy as a sophomore movie. I mean, but. Oh, yeah. I, I think like a, a thing that they mention in the behind the scenes as well is like how collaborative it is between every single crew member. And I feel like it does have that kind of gumbo feel where everyone is given an equal amount of of ways to shine and i I think that's like brings out a a lot and exciting stuff in the movie you know well i mean it's also just like i you know we talked a little bit about how much of this is set in the irs building i mean it's it's actually fairly limited in terms of locations i mean it's basically the irs building um the laundromat and then everything else is like pretty much a set i mean i guess you have the ex- you have like the alleyways <laughs> is that like where she but, you know all right so i think with... that's like one of the interesting yeah. things about this is like well 
the most most of the time that we spend in this movie is either in the laundromat in their like apartment attached to the laundromat or in the IRS building. Like there are so many shots that are outside of those locations throughout this entire film. Like, uh, like yeah. Kihu Kwan plays 200 different roles that are all like Waymond in this, but it's, like, they're really 200. Specific, I, I think that like, I read something that like the count was, you know, 200 different locations that yeah. he was in you know yeah no the, i mean there's yeah, go on yeah there's stuff like the movie theater and and all that stuff i, I mean yeah, it's also interesting of just how much they like there's a shot that's like clearly just taken from the a um uh crazy rich asians premiere <laughs> that, yeah. like, oh that, there are a couple of shots that are just like straight up you know michelle yao on a red carpet somewhere and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, we could fucking use this for that. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But when they do, like, a pastiche of something, it looks so incredibly accurate, even though, like, uh, say that one scene where they show her, uh, you know, the, the, the montage of her becoming a martial arts master. I mean, you have, like, a pitch-perfect looking, like, 80s uh, action Hong Kong movie, you know? Oh, um, absolutely! Like, and it's... like, I wonder how and they, many. But of those... they could have filmed it because it's only for a second. You could have easily just dressed up part of that IRS building, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the thing. They use of... the space like that. I think. Yeah, a lot of those shots like that look like they just filmed them in front of a green screen because they don't actually interact with their surroundings that much. Um, there's a lot of green screen. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of green screen. screen. Like there, especially um, there's a the sequence near the end with her and joy um where they're fighting just fighting and, like that's yeah. clearly just in front of a green screen um with rapid changes to lighting and the background um but still looks and, one still looks excellent. no it still looks good i mean like that's yeah. it, it's well i mean that's the thing is like it's so funny what we take for granted with cg these days because like the entire like the laundromat that they shot at doesn't have a second story. Like all the exteriors that show there being a second story, like that second story CG'd in. So, you know. Yeah, I think like as yes. well, taking for granted <laughs> is a good way to describe a lot in this movie as well, though, because it's like it relies a lot on its audience having seen a lot of movies or having like really strong film literacy. I mean, the only one you like, really need to see is Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Right. I think you mean Rakakuni. I think it was called Rakakuni, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great gag in there, and oh, like I, I love how it got like thrown back into it, and also uh, like never saw RRR, but I have seen a scene from RRR, and this movie kind of captures that scene oddly. Which part? But, uh, the the one where like my legs they're no good I can't walk on my own then I'll throw oh, you yeah. on my shoulders and then they fight like <laughs> Shiva throughout like yeah again I don't want to talk scene. about other movies but like yes. seriously you all have to see RRR like immediately it's ridiculous and kind of rad it's so fucking good it's every, every decision in it is the right decision well, I mean that's it's not the other thing. That's... it's not too long I swear to God you'll start watching it. And you'll just watch the whole thing through. I, don't know. I mean, that's that's another out. criticism you could have about this film, though. I do think that they could reduce. They could. There's a way of reducing this to two hours, in theory. I did. Oh yeah. On, on, the, on this rewatch, I did think that the first 
hour and a half probably could be he tightened up significantly. Um, yes, the everyone chapter should could have been like an hour, an hour and ten instead of like the first ninety minutes of the movie. Yeah, I think the yeah. last hour of this is really good. I just think that the first first hour. I mean, I guess it's mainly just because there's so much exposition they have to get through. Right. Um, and when you're rewatching it, the exposition really drags because you already get the premise but yeah uh, yeah i mean that that makes sense but like i don't know if you felt the same but i mean it took me at least 30 minutes or so to be on board with what the movie was doing at all so i would say that that it's essential well i mean we're not even just because it's just Yeah, we're not even really introduced to what the movie's doing for a long time. I mean, and and it's important to set up the family before we really set up the multiverse. But there's there's a pretty lengthy sequence in the laundromat um, where we get hints because we do see like Alpha Wayman show up very briefly. But like, I really, that whole sequence, like it doesn't start getting really all that weird until they go to the IRS building. Yeah, so. which I think is good. You know, it it, it, yeah. it eases you in a little bit, but it's always hinting that something more is coming. And it pretty much well, keeps it's also... momentum for a long time, you know, where it's always got like some tricks up its sleeve. But I guess it doesn't really like, yeah, some films hold up better to rewatch than others. It, it is quite exposition heavy, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the emotional, beat, the emotional like, beats work for me every time. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, then that's the thing is, is so much of this is about setting up character, um, and you know they do take the time to set up those characters, which is something that a lot of action films sometimes just use shorthand and really basic characters, and we don't get kind of the full range. And that's you know where this film's strength is is that all these yeah. characters feel really fleshed out i mean you know even down to like like the whole moment of like deirdre um you know relating with waymond over like the divorce situation like that's kind of awesome and then also like hot dog fingers deirdre is kind of awesome so yeah (laughs) oh hot dog fingers deirdre is absolutely awesome i like i love that you know as much it I didn't want to get into like this part of it yet, but like as as much as Evelyn is so (coughs) like just trying to entertain the idea that her daughter is queer in another universe, like she herself is queer with, you know, Jamie Lee, yeah, with Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis and like, hey, man, I, I. Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even if she like, had hot dog fingers, man. Even if she had hot, hot dog, dog fingers. fingers. <laughs> but she can play Claire de Lune with her toes. Like, that too right? is hot. <laughs> Just yeah, saying. I like, uh, I like that they don't. Uh, initially, when seeing it, I thought, like, the way that they were jumping, um, you know, that they wouldn't develop those sequences, but they, they just. They come back to them. They don't use too many of these vignettes to go back to or these multiverse sequences. And I feel like they they all satisfyingly conclude in their own way. They all match up with the theme that the movie is trying to get across. Whereas initially yeah. they just seem they just seem like a gag, like when they first come up, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, the rock sequence is hilarious, hilarious when it first shows so up. Funny. And then so it funny. has an emotional resonance later on where it's just like, hey, 
you're not supposed to move. You're a rock. And it's just like, yeah, but they want to be close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, like, they, also they, pulling they, back, like, like, the googly eyes. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. The absurdity is grounded, you know, and that, that helps a lot, especially when you're being as absolutely crazy as this movie is, you know. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, they initially wanted that scene to be voiceovers, but uh, Michelle Yao was the one who was like, no, this works so much better with just subtitles, given how so much of the rest of the movie is subtitles, because mm. you're going through like Mandarin, Cantonese, English, because I watch everything with subtitles anyway. So and then just having like silence with the subtitles of what the rocks are projecting works Emily, yeah, I mean, well for saying me. something earlier about the uh, the Cantonese and Mandarin stuff. Oh yeah, um, I did a little bit of reading because I was like, oh, I wonder if this is Mandarin or Cantonese. It turns out it's both, and it actually adds kind of a different layer to the movie if you mm-hmm. don't understand them because the so Michelle Yeoh's dad is speaking in Cantonese and uh Wayman speaks in Mandarin so mm-hmm. like they're like part of I think part of the reason that like you know her her dad wasn't that approving of the relationship at the beginning was because you know they're from they're clearly from different parts of China and just like met in Hong Kong but the other part is that like joy seems to be pretty good at conversing in cantonese and not in mandarin and uh evelyn just goes back and forth between the two so like you know a lot of like you know a lot of the movie is focused on their inability to like com- be understood by the one another so there, there there's a communication breakdown and like there's a literal communication <laughs> breakdown like yeah. it, it's kind of it, it adds kind of an, a little bit of an interesting added layer. Yeah. And you kind of get that in like the like opening. Like I love how they kind of float between different languages in kind of the opening scene in which like they'll be speaking in uh, uh, Chinese um, and, and then drift it, say a sentence or two in English because I can't tell the difference between Mandarin and Cantonese because. I'm, right. Uh, but I. um I, I, but it, it's interesting of just sort of like, I, because it is like you can follow it, but it's it's awkward, especially when, you know, I'm watching it without subtitles. And it's just like, like, OK, reading the subtitles, reading the subtitles. Oh, there's no subtitle for what they just said. Oh, what they just said was in English. <laughs> it's just like, I, yes. you know, it's it's yeah. kind of an interesting experience. <laughs> so. But yeah, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, an uh, angle because we're all white as fuck. Uh, I have a, <laughs> from the Wikipedia kind of interesting thing from uh, Anne Chang in the Washington Post is that it's not only that the multiverse acts as a metaphor for the immigrant Asian American experience or a convenient parable for the dislocations and personality splits suffered by hyphenated. Um, that is an Asian American citizens. It also becomes a rather heady vehicle for confronting and negotiating Asian pessimism. But I think the... Uh, yeah, like there, there's that whole side of it that, you know, we're not really uh, seeing. Well, I mean, long, you know? yeah, I yeah. mean, it's interesting of just like, yeah, to talk about pessimism, because like, you know, you have like Wayman being like one of the most optimistic characters, like throughout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, she, not just Wayman, but like Ki Yu Kwan, mm-hmm. 
is a dude who hadn't like really acted for like 20 years because he thought that Hollywood didn't want him anymore. And like, he is somebody that we all grew up with. Like, like I distinctly remember him as short round. I distinctly remember him as data because like, Raider, uh, fucking uh, Temple of Doom and uh, uh, fucking The Goonies were two of those like movies that I just loved the shit of out of as a kid. Like Temple of Doom is my third favorite fucking Indiana Jones movie these days, but like I love the <laughs> shit out of that movie as a kid. I mean, it's it, it's awkward. Yeah, I think everyone will say it's their third favorite. When it's just like I don't know. I mean, like eh. I really think it's gonna it, be fourth favorite after the new one, right? Are both pretty bad. Like Here's hoping. The new one's gonna change the rankings and flip them upside down. I mean, just no. hope citation it's, needed. Just hope I desperately hope it's a, a, you know, kind of like this, how only even numbered Star Trek movies are good. Only odd numbered or Indiana Jones movies are good. So, I but, really hope fingers that Dial of Destiny is good. I, I, given that I have I, a uh, I doubt it. Give me a lot of hope. Tattoo, <laughs> My I, expectations uh, couldn't be any lower, so I'll probably enjoy it. <laughs> That's sort of how I'm feeling as well. Yeah. But, but hey, uh, we're not talking about indie. No. It's <laughs> no. just my experience anyway with uh, this film. It was incredibly powerful. I, I hadn't had a similar kind of feeling since uh, seeing The Matrix as a kid, which this movie reminds me a lot of. See, uh, I mean... It, but I went in with a mad... Like, I was incredibly depressed, and I went... Uh, I avoided social stuff I was meant to be doing, and I went for a double feature in the cinema. I saw Ambulance... This was like 11 in the morning, just me in the theater. Great, great movie, by the way. Uh, oh, Michael Bay's best fun, since The Rock. Fun movie. And uh, I won't say it's what, Michael Bay's best. What's the difference between great and fun? I don't know. Um, and then, uh, not his best, no, but no. up there. Uh, and then I saw this, and it would it felt like it was just speaking directly to me, you know, because I was in a very deeply nihilistic place. And, you know, like... I think as much as logic uh, is going in the brain, like when you're truly in a bad place or depressed, it's like you can't see like the worth of anything. And I, I think this movie challenges that in a way where it accepts that. It, it, it doesn't Do just say, be happy. Ha- it's like, okay, everything does suck, but like I still want to like experience the positive moments, you know, even Do, if it's all Do you realize shit. how much like choir preaching you're doing at this moment? Yeah, it's <laughs> like like I'm looking at several others, and we're all sort of in this boat at the moment. Some have it better, some have it worse. I won't say who has it worse. It's me. But even then, it's not a competition. It could be worse. <laughs> oh no, no, competitive, competitive, uh, grieving or competitive, uh, whatever depression. Yeah, that's definitely a thing that happens. Um. And, you know, I mean, what it's what's interesting about this film is I think it's more like what I think it's most similar to is is like being John Malkovich. Um, but being John Malkovich is a very pessimistic, depressing film, whereas this is much Hopeful. more positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has much more optimism and hope to it. Um, and, you know, I mean, like the family dynamic, it's, you know, a family coming together, whereas like being John Malkovich is very much a 
family tearing itself apart or just bro- an asshole both- tearing apart his marriage but like they're both really valid expressions you know like, yeah there there should be a movie for like when you feel that and and that's what you believe and there should also be this movie that you know makes you reconsider things you know it's like sometimes it's good to explore that absolute like nihilistic hell you know i like that this movie has its cake and eats it too it tries to yeah but it doesn't give you a it doesn't give like a magic solution it doesn't say everything is going to be perfect for them forever or anything you but know, it's just like oh, we, we got over this it one it does hurdle. give a magic solution though no it i mean like that there's a realization of like Man, everything could be way worse, but everything could be way better. But you know what? I like where I am right now. It well, I mean, it's it's all end. about it's all about characters making choices. I mean, and that's that's what it is. It's just the characters in this choose to be to better themselves. You know, that's where it's the contrast is with something like like being John Malkovich, in which John Cusack's character very much chooses to be a total asshole and ultimately gets his comeuppance. Uh, Like everyone here makes the choice to like, Hey, we want to make this family work. It hasn't been working. um, And we want to make it work. Um, Yeah. I think clearly like Joe Boo um, or, uh, Joy had love for her, you know, for her family. Right. So it's not like she's coming into it. Like, I think that's like the breakthrough that they get to. And that's that's a semi-realistic breakthrough. Not that they would yeah, be... Yeah, well, I mean, it's also like Alpha Evelyn, like, is like the worst version of Evelyn because it's like yeah. didn't treat her daughter like a human, like treated her as just like a science experiment. Yes, and then you have like, like, I don't know, the, the Evelyn that we follow. I don't think she gets a moniker um specifically is one who like basically really everything that she does is in service of her family even though everything is feels like it's falling apart but you know you look at alternate versions of evelyn when she doesn't have her daughter and it's just like there's regret about not going with wayman so yeah I mean, and one of the things I find interesting is I've heard people talk about this movie, and I guess the like pretty much everybody can identify with like, well, not everybody, but a lot of people can identify with where where joy is because you know if even if you can't identify with like the depression part, you know everybody has times where they feel very like disconnected and un- not understood by their parents, um, mm-hmm. and I like. But I guess that people say that, you know, if you're somebody who has kids, you identify more strongly with Evelyn because like every parent kind of feels like that, too. Like they're just they're they, you know, they're trying their best and they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no there's no right way to do it. You and then the frustration just becomes so strong, you know, like yeah nothing you do seems to matter and in a sense that's kind of true you know because kids just generally like you can kind of guide a little bit but they they yeah i mean go their own way they become their own people and it might not be what you want it's like coming to a realization that like you know to especially once your kids are adults like you know you can you, you can still try to guide them and you can try to hold them close but like if you hold them too close then like you know they're going to push away and resent you and if you actually like let them be free to do you know do their own thing and just be there and just be like yeah i'm here to support you but like you know go go do go live your life then they're more likely to want to you know 
be around you and actually listen to you. Yeah. On, on the, the note of it being like a magically happy ending or, or too happy. I mean, I, I would say that like all cinema, you know, is fiction unless it's documentary or whatever. So if you do it the other way, if everything goes horribly mm. wrong, I mean, that's, that's also some. a fantasy. It's just people like, I don't know, they more expect bad things. Like, I, I, I feel like that's a perception thing uh, as much as anything else. Uh, I mean, I you know, some documentaries that are. I'm not counting kind documentaries. Of, kind I just think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. oh, yeah. 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 Some de- <laughs> so def- Most documentaries, honestly, are fictional as well. I believe that too, because it's impossible to film anything without a bias if you edit it down. Well, then, yeah, no. And then you, you edit yeah. the part. Well, I, you know, but that's the thing is this, this, it's, t- I don't say that, like, this is a much more, this is an optimistic ending, but it's not like, like, you know, really, it's just you see the family together like yeah. you know doing their taxes it's not yeah it's not like a massive thing it's it's not like like yeah and then they're all like like you know oh hugging and you know i mean it's just yeah. like they're they're functioning whereas yeah. like they start they start off as dysfunctional like right, you know right. they achieve basic functionality which is a yeah. huge win and and to <laughs> and to you as the audience you know is a huge win yeah. as well like um but yeah like the movie is because it has such a grand scale and such a small inner story you know uh i, I that's that's the thing i love about it the most you know like that it it manages to just like after all that fantastical stuff just kind of boil down to pretty simple things you know i just so like visually appealing for me it, it it's definitely one of those movies that like there are certain scenes where like you blink and you miss it but like, if you can just hold your eyes open for a moment in some of those shots, like there's so much to see. Um, fucking the time lapse of Michelle Yeoh close to the end of her like 200 faces uh, with the music swelling is really amazing yeah. to me. Yeah, because they've been showing they've been doing that a bunch the whole way through, but it's like holy shit <laughs> you know, it's like so many so many different versions of her i yeah it was cool i like but kihu kwan also gets that stephanie mm-hmm. shu also gets that i think the only one of the the primary cast who doesn't is um Gong Gong? curtis yeah. yeah like she gets some but well i mean then you go through well you get all the weird like you know it's kind of like um reminded me a lot of the the sequences in in run low run of like the random bystanders mm. that she interacts with of of going through kind of creating pleasure for all of the random henchmen like i'm thinking just, my my feeling or at least my take when i saw that was kind of like um let people enjoy their weird shit you know yeah. and and like because life is so fucking hard and that and people are so judgy about everything it's like who cares you know it's like if it's not hurting someone not we should just embrace people's if it doesn't things hurt that bring anybody them else then why it brings the them pleasure is it an issue yeah. for you yeah exactly yeah you know and i think that's like a nice little uh hidden thing there happening um with what she's doing there that was kind of you know yeah you're beating people with love you know fighting uh, that's that's the way to do it is to you know it's little things it's little things like you know not uh the internet not doxing someone for thinking a certain way or you know or uh, you know furries remember furries 
Yes. <laughs> how that was well, I mean, how that in the in the beginning it was that they were so maligned and hated, you know, but it's like yeah, now it's actually a pretty like, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it's a pretty cool community with some weirdos in it, like every other one, you know, who are bad. Like yeah, you know, it's just like that's that's everything in it, you know. Yeah. 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 Because there are yeah. bad people in every kink community. But <laughs> yeah. um yeah i've known a lot more bad people in non-kink communities who are uh you know repressed <laughs> well assholes there's also the, there's also the people who are you know in the kink communities just to be assholes so yeah every community it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is you know kink or non-kink yeah it's that's fair like, but it's not a reason enough to kind of bring everyone down with it or throw the baby out with the bathwater. Everything right. is awful. <laughs> uh, also, uh, like, just again, this movie is so funny. Like, I was dying. Uh, the guy jumping ass first onto the Jamie the, Lee Curtis's award I, butt Yeah, plug. the awards that just happened to look <laughs> like giant butt plugs. Like, but I mean, ones, yeah. I was I was so enthused. I almost got up and clapped. I was so happy, and it was See, just that, that was one of the moments that I just feel like some of that stuff felt like it went too far for me, and I'm just like, like that's one of the stuff that's just like, yeah. I don't know how I, Oscar voters are gonna react to that, but like I was, I, I really I, thought the uh, Oscars were gonna completely overlook this movie, and now it's just funny that you know it's the front runner in a lot of categories. So, and, and I think it deserves to be, frankly. Like you know, they, it did. Yeah, there's some stuff in there that it's like this feels a bit risque for some people who are more <laughs> conservative. Uh, you know, a la also you know, um, uh, Joe Boo turning guns into floppy dildos loved it in that in that fight scene i love that too um yeah, it's see, more it's more example for, of like yeah if we're talking about the academy it's more it's less a conservative thing and more a oh crass you know kind of thing yeah that's still they, conservatism they'll, they'll, it's just diff, it's yeah. not political conservatism right right but i mean they have stuff with like extreme stuff in it you know uh at the oscars all the time just not you know not stuff yeah like they hate comedy and they hate lightness and anything like that you know like, whereas i just my whole hero movies so my whole like that's why it's especially exciting yeah. like i really hope that angela Bada... badass angela badass badass um the 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 queen of wakanda does win best supporting actress, but Letitia Wright. No, not the Queen. No, no. no. Yeah. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah, Bassett. Angela, Bassett. Angela yeah. Baba. She's like the only actor from that series I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew I mean, beforehand going in. I don't know. I mean, I I think that it's you know I I wanted, I, to, I, be, I wanted to be Stephanie Shu, but yeah. I will I will be super excited if fucking. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis wins an Oscar off of this movie. I think she, she nominated. She's, okay, she's she not. She's she's most likely to win. I mean that that category I think is the hardest to call because I think that, that you don't really have a lot. Like the guilds are all kind of all over the map on that one. Um, I mean obviously I think that um, who are the other ones that are up there? Like like you know I I don't think um. 
what's her name from banshees is gonna win because she's not american <laughs> frankly um because there tends to be you know, a bias but yeah um, oh parasite won best picture it's a whole new world. i know i know well that's the thing is the, is is the the big threat of this not winning is is all quiet but all quiet has um has certain interesting disadvantages to it so mm. um it being you know there's like language one woman no in women the in it. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are there any women with speaking lines? I think there might be a nurse. Like there are like there are women in it, but I don't think they stop, they talk. So mm. um have, so no performances okay. as a uh like female secretary lieutenant okay. speaking line. Yeah, no, I mean the you know, as like with like I thought Parasite didn't have a great shot because it had no acting nominations i think all quiet the fact that it doesn't have a best supporting actor nomination um doesn't bode well for it but because that's the only acting nomination i could really see like the actor playing cat like he arguably like why is judd hirsch nominated he's in like two Ooh. minutes of like that movie like if any if they were gonna do that it should have been david lynch he was way better I but mean, Judd Hirsch was kind of fun. Like, I mean, he's he's fun. I mean, I mean, honestly, the best like I if you're gonna nominate someone from that, nominate Seth Rogen. I thought Seth Rogen did yeah, a surprisingly did good job. But um, no, I think he's a good dramatic actor when he gets a chance. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, but it's it's interesting because I think that you know, for for actress, it feels like it's between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, and I think Michelle Yeoh is gonna win. Um, and then, then the you get to supporting the... actress, and it's just like Carrie Condon and Hong Chow are not winning, but any of the but and Stephanie Sue's not winning. I don't think either. But the problem with the Oscars is that it was so racist for so long. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and... I mean, it's, it's been it's been racist. Like they don't have Asian nominees like ever. So well, that's what I mean. So now that yeah. now they're now they're cleaning up their act, but like. You can't take them seriously. I mean, you never could anyway. I, I don't know. Well, like, eh, I feel like you maybe could in like the forties. <laughs> no, no, they made they've made bad calls all the way to the top of the yeah. Oscars. No, they have for different reasons. But yeah, it's 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 interesting of how it's been. It went from a way of trying to legitimize film to like accurately rep- trying to represent popular film to now just being an advertisement for films that they wish performed better so well i mean uh, it's great that it exists in a way because if everything is going to go full big budget mass market like it needs to exist so that smaller movies can get made because otherwise uh, why would they bother you can can still make smaller movies that hopefully aren't as like oscar baby (laughs) oh yeah i'm not saying they have to be no but any movie any movie that's not a superhero movie is oscar bait now like, no, it's not. I mean, in eighty for Brady is not Oscar bait. Okay. It's relatively okay. cheap to make. Yeah. Okay, I said mainstream. Doing pretty well at the box office. So. Okay, okay, okay. I'm talking about mainstream film. You know, like it studio movies. That's what I mean. Mainstream studio movies. I don't think eighty for Brady is winning any Oscars. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about that trash. I'm talking about like actual art movies that people are gonna try and make. What? Eighty for Brady was probably paid for by the Patriots for all we know. Um, in, Tom Brady, I believe, is a producer on it. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's uh, just like an advert. It's an advertisement. Uh, that does not. It's an count. advertisement for himself. That's what it is. Yeah, I just mean uh, when I say that, I mean mainstream movies. You know, that are, yeah. Because right, well, like, we're really yeah. off topic. 
Yeah. I don't want to talk about 80 for Brady anymore. We're still talking about, talking about 80 for Brady as much as possible. Can we talk about... Can we... Yeah, I mean, at some point, we're going to need to do a, who the fuck was this made for about 80 for Brady. Uh, I believe it was when... made for women aged 80 and over who like Tom Brady. <laughs> My mom. I was going to say, it's specific. mostly made for Tom Brady as, like, uh, you know, auto-erotica. Like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel... I feel like he's older gotten, ladies. I was gonna say he's gotten full of himself like more and more over the years. So like I think he's at the point where he's like he was like it's like oh yeah my marriage broke up because I decided I'd rather just jerk off because I'm way hotter than my wife. It's all true. I I like how he destroyed his like his it. marriage to play a losing season of football. So <laughs> and then and then have to retire anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is he officially retired yet? I, I'm I don't still thinking know. There's a chance he comes back again. This movie, oh, is, this movie is the comeback. It's the uh, it's the after credit sequence. It's like a Marvel movie. At the end, after after the credits, Tom Brady appears and he goes, "I'm back." I'm playing college football for some reason. I mean, he still probably has a year of eligibility, right? I mean, he played five years. He probably redshirted and played four years, so that would still. No, be he. Uh, I believe he, he got he got a he's got I think he just got in football. I think you have one more year in another sport. Damn it, he damn. just got a disgusting amount of money uh, for a ten-year just... deal with Fox. So that's Brady, that's Brady pulls a Michael Jordan and decides to play baseball next. Yep. Well, he Ugh. did get drafted by the Expos. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Can, can anyway, we, like, actually talk about, talk about movies? this movie? <laughs> like, like, no, not even this movie. Just, like, movies. Like, I'm not talking about that. That, that fucking Tom Brady. Like, it all. We meet TJ mad, and now, now our lives are complete. No, you made so. me sad. <laughs> no, you don't sound sad. I'm sad, damn it! Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, no, this movie rules. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Movie. Anyone else got any takeaways? Um, I mean, as, like, I will say, as a fan of, like, uh, you know, more of the fashion side of things, like, the the oh, the costume the, design is awesome. The costume design is fucking mm-hmm. incredible, mm-hmm. but so especially the makeup job, the makeup mm-hmm. and hair is mm-hmm. outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watching that thing earlier where they were showing like how much effort they put into the grays on her head and everything and making her look disheveled and shitty. Uh, I want a donut wig. No. Well, I mean that's yeah. I mean, in the the costumes that really stand out are are obviously Joy's, but at the same time, I think that they do some like I love like the like blandness of like like especially um deidre's outfit but like yeah. most of oh, the yeah. people in the irs building like yep. and just oh, yeah. like their normal clothes there's like a very specific drabness to it um that mm-hmm. you know then you contrast with like the glamour of the like when and um evelyn's a kung fu star and then obviously all the ridiculous stuff that joy wears so yeah they're so like i think the real like masterful trick on it is the continuity you know like i just i like logistically it must have just been insane to put together because yeah i mean they cheat a little bit because they definitely have one 
like there's one out like like there's one point in which like joy's outfit's supposed to be like changing rapidly and really it's just like you just did some weird color timing she's just wearing the same outfit but right. you know yeah Trick me fool me yeah Oh, but like there are so many rad costume changes for Joy in it that I, I so cannot many. complain about that. But I love Alpha Gong as well with his fucking old school computer arms. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he built out of the copier or whatever. Uh, yeah, yes. well, so like good. Alpha Gong so going full like fucking um, Kung Fury yeah. Hacker Man. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like like with a. Uh, uh, it's not supposed to be Kung Fury. It's supposed to be uh, aliens and the uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah the uh, uh, Ripley's reference to the the freaking robot thing that she fights what are they the, the queen in Mexu Mexu yeah yeah Mexu <laughs> super uh, rad. Uh, what what was your guy's favorite uh, fight sequence? My I I think. They're they're all great, but uh, the the beanbag one, uh, or sorry, the uh, the pouch with yeah, uh, no, I definitely think at the pack. start is yeah, yeah. fanny pack. Thank yeah. you. That's that's yeah. that was uh, pretty spectacular stuff. Yeah, the fanny pack one is super solid, but I don't think that that was my favorite one. Like, there's one with Michelle Yao, and it's her like going through different realities throughout mm. her fight. Yeah, that, that one, one I love too. One of those ones, like. In terms of, like, as somebody who used to practice kung fu and watching the choreography of it, like, that was the one that I nerded out on the most. I, I mean, I, I, do, I do like she... when she's using the riot shield as a sign, so. That's, yeah. That's, that's one of the ones, yeah. The, the capper on the scene where she gets the finger power and Dragon Ball Z sounds the guy into the ceiling. Oh then, yeah, that's so much yeah. fun. Takes him down on her knee is fucking dope. But then again, I also love the like I must activate my powers with a butt plug. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, Man, like the, that that crass, that that, so that concept fun. is like every little thing that they're doing is so funny. Like eating. Oh, and then there's the ones li- <laughs> like licking the one that, like, What do they really lick? makes me cringe? Of yeah. like rechewing chewed yeah. fucking gum yeah. and it's just like oh it's so gross. I don't know. I still think I still think giving yourself four paper cuts would be brutal. Oh yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I, I, I felt Horrible. that one. <laughs> yeah. They're mostly bad. Like yeah. most of the yeah. things. And that's no, I, why I, and that makes sense because that's why we don't do them, you know. Yeah, yes. no, but I ultimately I I just like would would uh when Evelyn's just doing all of the weird shit just to do weird shit and see what happens. Yeah. Cause like everyone else is like doing it to do something specific. And she's just like, if I do something weird here, then maybe I'll get something useful. It's just yeah. like, no, sometimes you just end up at hot dog, hot dog figure world. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, ultimately like that game, that's like, yeah, but I can be really, maybe really agile with my feet. But you know. what yeah. I love about her performance um, in, in one way is how well she sells the allure of uh, those different lives, you know, like and, and how you can really see it, like because she's kind of been going autopilot once she's interacted with those, you really see like how depressed she is about her how her own life turned out, you know. She's well, I mean, like, yeah. she's like, grabbing like, at it like she wants. It's one it so of the things that I love. It's one out. of the things that I love is like 
she's so excited about like her kung fu movie star universe of i would have been so much happier without you yeah and she just says it right to his face i love it i was just dreaming about how great my life would be without you and it's like ouch ultimately realizes how happy she would have been without that universe like yeah no i mean what she loves no, there's a commonality about all the other universes that she goes to is that she's incredibly lonely in all of them. And that's not right. something that she experiences in her like primary universe is that she's not actually like like she's depressed, but she's not lonely, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's like. And a lot a of that. It, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a great point. And, and that, that it's very um, it's it's those are. Yeah, it, it's loneliness is not so tangible you know it's or and and also being with people it's it's something you take for granted i think until you don't have it Mm -hmm. and she's like slowly pushing everyone away you know and and yeah it's it's she slowly realizes that uh better living with company yep Mm -hmm. and not with some evil martial arts teacher won't even let you have a cookie the fuck (laughs) well cookies (laughs) kung fu Yeah. Give me the no, and you know, I mean, in you know, and, and then it's just like, yeah, in every other universe, she's pretty lonely, and then you know, she can witness that one guy in the Rakakuni uh universe, and like, look at how happy he is when he's with Rakakuni. Like, I yeah. want that. <laughs> yeah, we all want, we all want that. <laughs> you don't, you don't want that. Oh, Rakakuni. Or is um, TJ trying to say that he can't? We can't hear him, or he can't oh, hear us, or something. So, hey, we got we got through a pretty solid chunk. We got through a solid chunk. We should probably just wrap it up and go for verdicts, especially if now we've lost TJ. I mean, what's weird is I actually heard his mic. I, I just heard him, but, it, you know, because his mic. Oh, he cuts in and out. Goes. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I guess we just wrap it up because, you know, I don't think we need to go another, like, 20 minutes or whatever. It's like. Yeah. We've said, we've said most of what I think we want to say. Yeah. <clears throat> so. All right, TJ claims his verdict is see it, apparently. And I don't know why we get that impression, but... I'm yeah. almost certain I heard he said, screw it. And he yeah. hates this movie. He hates everyone this movie. Involved he it. hates everyone involved in it. Like, yep, yeah, that's that's not true, but that's that's what we're going with, because apparently... He's in an alternate people. universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll go. Um, I mean, it's a see it, obviously. Um, I'm I'm still kind of curious to see where this lands in terms of, of Oscars because there is, like, it, it is just so weird. But, like, it's good. And I do, do think, like, especially, like, the heart to it um, in the second hour. I mean, that whole speech about being kind from, like, uh, Wayman just, like, totally gets me. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, it's a really solid uh, mother-daughter film, ultimately. Um, so, you know, it's it's really good, and I really hope it does as well as I think it's projected to do at the Oscars. I'm really not going to be upset about that. So, yeah, see it for me. Um, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a see it. I love the shit out of this movie. I've only seen it twice so far, but like managed to actually cry the second time too. Like, you know, being a daughter with a mother, like it's, there's a lot to, for me to identify with here, especially. And like, it's, it's like, yeah, this is, 
it really hits me right in the feels but like it's also just spectacular to watch i love the action i love the costuming you know i love the characters like the way the you know the depth that they give them like it's just yeah like and waymond you're right it does kind of hit close to home it's like a nice you know it's hard to be an optimist in the world that we live in and it's nice to like see that like that's still possible yeah and like it doesn't mean that you know you have given up it it, you know it means that like you're kind of fighting but in a different way um so you know i i think that yeah very much see it absolutely fucking see it i hope it gets i hope it wins like every category it's nominated for uh yeah this movie's a masterpiece uh one of my favorites of last year and just generally all time uh probably as some of that is the bias because it kind of hits things i love already martial arts uh really good film pastiche uh psychological stuff uh and it's absolutely fucking hilarious like that can't be forgotten that they managed to like have a movie with a pretty strong dramatic hook that has like hilarious comedy beats through the whole thing um and uh something about like what i hate it was we've been talking about the oscars a bit and i just i i don't i think the kind of movie that can have all drama and not any levity at all it's like I think there's very few situations in which that feels authentic or true to life, you know, and maybe this might be a little bit too off the wall, too zany for some people. And that's fine. You know, some people might bounce off it a bit, but uh, I I just think there's such a wonderful amount of creativity in it and just wanton fun and uh, a good message for, you know, people like myself and other people here who get sad sometimes and think that they've seen everything and maybe they haven't see it yeah yeah all right i guess i'll do the tj bit um we've been see it or screw it uh oh yeah we should pitch other shit though yeah you you can but um so i guess i'll go first for that tj and i have another podcast called new england beer reviews where we talk about beer and it's just the two of us so we go off the rails like super fucking hard but you know I think we're fun, so listen to it. Yeah, and you can check out my webcomic at withfetus.com. Still doing my crazy tangent, but um, I did updated today or the day that we're recording this. So, you know, I'm actually updating. So, yay. Um, yay. Yay. But, yeah, so I guess, yeah, I guess you should do the sign-off, though, Emily. No one going to ask uh, me about my plugs? Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you, do you, do you want to plug anything guys. I have a SoundCloud, P A D G J J. There's some songs on there. Ooh, yay! That's all. Yay. And you know, more things to come, hopefully, eventually. But who has the time? No yeah. one. Especially uh, when you're watching like movies, like yeah, instead exactly. of being productive or and then recording podcasts about I do. like yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, thanks everyone for having me. It was fun. Yeah, no, yeah. it's good to have you. Um, and we've been see it or screw it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, TJ does actually occasionally apparently use Letterboxd, so you can check us out there too. Uh, both. So I think that's under SIOSI. We have a Patreon, and we are eventually going to do bonus episodes. So go there and give us money because you love us so very, very much. Um, 
Uh, everything everywhere all at once i believe is on showtime right now if you want to watch it so um. also because i'm here buy the (laughs) blu-ray yeah it's pretty sweet physical media for live (laughs) uh i think is that it Uh, i think that's it do do we want to do the stupid last word thing that he forces it into no no we don't because he's not here so fuck him (laughs) actually yeah that's our last word that's our last word. Fuck TJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Bye. Bye. Bye.